is Optimus Prime, and you are listening to The Masters of None. This is Masters of None. There's another podcast out there called Masters of None. I checked them out. They're very funny guys. A comedy podcast that doesn't suck. Hello, this is Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to Masters of None. Masters of None. The podcast is a comedy podcast that they say doesn't suck. Okay. Hey, everybody, this is Scoob J. Fly from Futurama. The comedy podcast that doesn't suck. I'm not sure what it means, but that's why I'm going to keep listening. Until I find out. We talk about and debate the best and worst of pop culture, man. Interview celebs and often make offensive jokes. <laughs> no way. That's awesome. Bring it right no back. Way. Masters of None. It's a comedy podcast and it does not suck. Brought to you by the Simply Syndicated Network and lubricated by Blue Point Beer. Season 10, Episode 1. Greatest sketch show of all time with special guest Nick Kroll. And now, three guys who couldn't be sketchier, Jay, Mike, and Art. What's going on, everybody? It's Masters of None. Welcome to Season 10. This is Episode 1, the greatest sketch comedy television show of all time, with our special guest who will be joining us a little bit later, Nick Kroll. I'm Jay, of course. With me is Art. Holla. How you guys doing? And Mike. Season 10! What up? Season 10! What up? That's my new catchphrase for this season, guys. All right. Nice. Pretty good, right? Mine is Yeah. Mine and mine is Wowzers. That's mine. Wowzers. That's a good one. <laughs> Mine's Schmurgen to Bergen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that one. Mm. Too bad. <laughs> so, uh, as we said, uh, we do have a special guest joining us, uh, Art, aka the Michael Jordan of booking. <laughs> He's booked us. Uh, one of my favorite people, a comedian, actor. You know him as Ruxin from The League. You know him uh, from his stand-up special, Thank You Very Cool. And then now he's got a new show on Comedy Central, which is on when, Art? Wednesday, 1030, Comedy Central. Check your local listings. Yes. In about 20 minutes as we record yeah. this. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's called Kroll Show, new sketch comedy show. He basically plays like, I don't know, a million different <laughs> characters, but it's, it's friggin' funny as hell. Yeah, and, it is. Uh, We'll take a little break, talk to him for about uh, about a half hour or so in the middle of this thing, and then I will decide the greatest sketch TV comedy show of all time. So, where do we start, man? This is a huge topic. It's been uh, on our list of shows to do, I think, for a long time. Yep. Um, I, I think we all have our favorites. Do we each have our own favorites? We do. I do. I I, I didn't know if this if this were going to be like an eight and a half, but I massively exceeded that list. So I'm yeah, there's just so many. So we'll just talk about them all, and then we'll we'll argue for our favorites at the end. I okay. guess. Hey, Art, guess what? Definitive favorite. What's it? I do actually have clips from some of them too. I prepped for this shit. Nice. Look at like me. You have a, a full month and a half to do so. Fucking season, season 10. ten. Season ten. Look at that. What up? What up? Looks like the uh, Jay. Looks like the summer podcasting school we put Mike through uh, work. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish we would have decided this though within like not two days of recording it too, because I would have liked to have gone back and watched a little bit more of the shows. Really. You don't have them committed to memory like I do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I don't have a definitive favorite. Serious? Yeah, I'm I know. Very, I'm yeah. very torn. I, I have to have a definitive favorite just because it's it's been such a staple in my life for many, many moons. Oh, by the way, what are we drinking? I'm drinking a pumpkin ale from uh, Blue Point. Nice. Yeah. Going on old school. Oh, for sure. I'm drinking zero Blue Points because I gave all of my winters to Art because I drank all of his fault. <laughs> <laughs> so I have zero... Here, let me pour it on Skype for you. Open that, up your glass. Thanks, pal. Glug glug. Virtual nice. glugging. That was a good bit, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Way Take to start it off road. strong. Woo. Sketch show. Season 10! 
<laughs> what up? Schmergen to Bergen. Wowzers. Oh, I love how we get into topic character. Yeah, what are you, so what are you drinking, though? I got a, a tall, toxic sludge, Blue Point, black IPA. Represent nice. the can, baby. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into this. Um, do we start big? Do we start small? Work our way up? How do we? How should we do this? I don't know, you guys. I don't know. What What was this work? It's difficult already. Ooh, Shit. It's just, uh, oh, holy God. Holy Facebook blew up with this one, though. Yeah, we had like 40 comments when I threw it out there, and I, I did tally all the votes from there as well. You did? See, oh, I did good. a little prep, too. How do you like that? Oh, I know, uh, I know, I know. Let's, let's start with something uh, pretty big that got some votes okay. in the kind of middle of the pack, and uh, let's go with uh, In Living Color. Oh, oh good one. love that show. Good one. Uh, 90s staple, of course, oh, the Wayans is, 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 is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. SW1. Uh, the, the Fly Girls. Jennifer Lopez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who I believe then, was on like two episodes because I don't know where the hell. F- <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, Jennifer Lopez is on that. Like, I don't, I don't remember fucking seeing her. Yeah, that got out uh, like one first place vote and like two other votes in there. But that for it doesn't. I feel like it wasn't on for that long, but it did have a lot of fucking. That thing was huge. Long life. Was on, yeah. And, and Jim, a, lot, a lot of memorable characters. Yeah. Jim Carrey oh. stayed on that show way after he blew up, too. Did he? Yeah. He he, yep. he was very loyal to that show because um, it kind of it really propelled him to his you know his stardom so he just he decided to uh you know be faithful to it and and stayed on pretty much to the end i think close to the end yeah let's let's take a look that was on uh from april 1990 to 94 that's it wow four years Mm -hmm. seemed longer though but no i think it seemed it seemed short it was kind of like kind of like Chappelle show which we'll get to it was kind of like Flash into pan, but huge. Like it was everywhere. I mean, homie, don't play that. And Let me show you something. Fireman Bill was it? Fire Marshal Bill. Yep. Fire Marshal Bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey guys, yeah. it was the lady from the you know inside joke, Mike, uh, the shell uh, gas attendant. Yes, yes, uh, Vera DeMilo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there, uh, like uh, you know, men on books, men on film. Yeah, uh, this gay uh, stereotypes went on. Fucking great. Yeah. Jamie Foxx, Tommy Davidson, David Allen Greer, Jim Carrey, Damon Wayans, Keenan Every Wayans, Kim Wayans, Marlon Wayans, Sean Wayans. Just, yeah, I mean, Jennifer Lopez. Rosie Perez was the choreographer of the Fly Girls, you guys. Whoa. Nice. Yeah, and uh, even Chris Rock. had a. You let him get all the money? That's the terrible Rosie <laughs> Perez. That was my terrible Rosie Perez. <laughs> Whoa. I thought you were doing Chris Rock. <laughs> yeah. That's how bad that was. <laughs> Season 10! <laughs> Uh, Smirking to Bergen. <laughs> He's got legs. <laughs> That's huge, you guys. Cafe Press is gonna hate us soon. Yeah, got so many new T-shirts, you guys. Yeah, love it. All right, so I, I mean, I was a big fan of that show. Very big fan of the show. I, it'd probably be up like number three for me of all time. Yeah, and I, I've got like you know like a top top ten, solid top ten, and like even the top five. I could can't even really decide mm. but that you know that's probably definitely in the top 10 i'd say that one go, rises a little up my list especially because uh did you hear about they uh fox was trying to bring it back did you hear about this no fox was actually trying to bring back in living color like kind of do like a revamp version and uh keenan ivory wayne's like is still involved with it so he took a look at what they were what they were attempting to do and he was like nope this sucks not doing it <laughs> Nice. Good for him. Yeah, so he... I, I he should get it like an Oscar, an Emmy, or whatever they award people for TV shows, because that's great. Cleo. Emmy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, think about it, because he could have been like, oh, sure, why not? Let me just put, like, slap some shit on it, and then, hey, it's in Living Color Part 2 or something. Yeah, Good yeah. for him. 2.0. That is great. Yeah, pretty cool. Well, 
Well, speaking of color, why don't we do Chappelle show next? Yes, we should. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I only say that because there were a lot of race-oriented sketches in Chappelle show. Of course mm-hmm. you do. And again, another, not around for too long, but... Three seasons? Huge. What was it? Three seasons? Four seasons? Tops? Let me take a think, look. Something uh, like that. Ran two complete Walker-pedia. seasons and a third uh, shortened season. Right. That's right. Three seasons. Yep. So yeah, I went from... Uh, so what was the whole deal? Like he like went away, you know. He pulled the Barry Sanders basically. Okay. He was just kind of like you know. He I'm the done. league in rushing. Yes. <laughs> no. He was breaking ankles. Yeah. One he... joke would bomb like two yards, and then the next one would be like a ninety-six yard touchdown. Cool. <laughs> so it's very short. Yeah. I have a I have a clip from one of my favorite skits. Do it. Here it is. What'll it be, guys? I'll have a scotch on the rocks. I'll have a Samuel Adams. I'll have a Samuel Jackson. You know something? I'll have a Samuel Jackson, too. Me, three. <laughs> three Samuel Jacksons coming right up. Good mother... Samuel Jackson! They painstakingly by me, Samuel L. Jackson. It'll get you drunk. You'll be fat girls in no time. You might even fight a nigga or two. Can you stop yelling at me, please? No, I can't stop yelling, because that's how I talk. You ain't never seen my movies. Juice, that was a good one. Deep Blue Sea, they ate me. A shark ate me. Jurassic Park, Samuel Jackson. It's my beer. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. There you go. Nice. nice. That's one of my favorites. I Not- loved uh, anything from the Wu-Tang Clan that they had on there, like Wu Financial. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Tyrone Biggums is my favorite character of all time. Oh, Wanda. They got me red balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking... Hmm, peanut butter and crack sandwich. <laughs> fucking great. Oh! Oh. I enjoyed when he would uh, he went into different places and John Mayer like noodled around playing blues guitar <laughs> yeah. just to see what effect it had on people. And then Quest Love comes in and everybody starts yeah. dancing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, really, really cool. And dude, the, the musical guests on that show were fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. if, if you get a chance, look up on YouTube. There's a uh, a, a great Beastie Boys performance. That yeah. was, I think, I think that was on season three actually. So it was kind of like a lost. Yeah, uh, I think it performance. got. Yeah, it never aired. I don't think. Yeah, so that's that was really cool. But yeah, you got you know like most Def, Kanye before he really hit big. Just a lot of fucking guys, dude. A lot of really really cool guys. Um, like when DMX was on, he just kept hitting the button to play more tracks. Then he, DMX would just go right into the next song. <laughs> <laughs> he made him like sing like four songs. <laughs> it was really awkward and weird. <laughs> Chappelle's great, man. He's, I don't give a fuck about a Jay Wolf. We need, we need him back. <laughs> we need him back. I think. I mean, are we judging this on overall outputs or like percentage of sketches that are great? How do? We, what's the criteria on this? I wouldn't say output though, because I think you can have all the show that Saturday Night Live was like. I think is the number one for me, but. There were there was a couple of times where like they were just putting out shit. Yeah, oh yeah, a couple of decades. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, any, anybody records at least ten seasons of seasons of something is bound to have some things that'll be memorable. Am I right, guys? Right. <laughs> Season ten. What up, Schmirgen and Bergen. 
I think it's just especially like how much the audience would talk about the show or, you know, people would like, hey, like, you know, would text you this or that or catchphrases or whatever. I think it's not just the, you know, I think it's the quality, not the quantity for me. Yeah, for me, it was like one of those memorability of it, you know, where you just like, oh, you just fucking you remember it and it's just part of your pop culture life, you know, fucking love Chappelle show. Yeah. Yeah, and if you it, Chappelle show was almost like, you know, British sitcoms in a way. It was two seasons and out, but it fucking rocked. Yeah. Right, like The yep. Office. There was yeah, there was no fat in it. So, yep. if you I'd say if you just go like based on, you know, percentage like that, I I think Chappelle show would have to be maybe the greatest. It's I mean, de- may, you can maybe definitely Mr. watch show it. too. This Mr. Show yeah, only yeah. had what four seasons? 3 or but, 4, yeah. Yeah, that's that's very little bad stuff in there mm. it's like the old adage for like an entertainer like you always want the uh, crowd you know wanting more i mean seriously that's that's one show that if you know even if it sucked for the first couple episodes people would still be watching to see what would happen next if they you know if he, if he came back into the show so yeah i totally agree mm. all right uh well art you mentioned snl is yours so let's let's talk some saturday night live yes yeah. saturday live was was number one for me just with characters and just the skits and just the i mean you had such a great cast from bill murray to now where you had will ferrell and all that i i think saturn live hands down is something that yeah it sucked at certain decades or certain points but it still kind of stays true to what it was trying to do and i I was a big fan there's so many like great skits and sketches and characters that come out of that what about you guys it definitely was the show that like, I remember the first Saturday Night Live episode I ever watched, and I can't say that for a lot of shows. I The first episode was, uh, you know, you, you were a little kid, you got to stay up really late and watch um, Saturday Night <laughs> yeah. Live for, like, the first time ever or whatever. And, I, and the yeah. first one I ever watched was on vacation. We were on vacation somewhere, and I watched uh, Danny DeVito host. He, he, like, did the church lady skid with Danny Carvey and, you know... Danny Carvey yeah. played the drums on it or whatever, and like you know, wailed away on it. It was it was, you know, it was funny to me, yeah, because I was really little and fucking loved it. Then it just became one of those things where you you just have to watch. Now now it's like one of those things where you just have to watch because it's just like routine. Like it's just become. I remember reading an article way 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 back when about Lauren Michaels will never let this show die because even when it was at its worst, just because it's just kind of become like the staple of. You know what? It's almost like what else are they gonna put on? You know, <laughs> <laughs> star after star, the comedy star, as far as like people that they've just churned out of that sucker. I do give it minus points though for like thinking that some of these skits they can take so far and make them into movies. So they've been oh yeah, terrible <laughs> fucking Saturday Night Live movies. You know, based on skits and characters and shit. But but at the same time, there have been some just some great ones. And Mike Myers alone has been able to reinvent himself twice based on once based on Saturday Night Live with uh, Wayne's World and then and then again with Austin Powers again though you just you see guy after guy and girl after girl come out of that and you know be huge because of Saturday Night Live I don't know if, if a lot of it is is again going back to we've talked about it before just like one of those things that is so cool to you as a kid it's, it's just there it's like the forbidden fruit like, like you said when you finally do get to watch it like this is the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life and and of course it's been on since 19 freaking 75 uh, you know a year before I was freaking born so it's and it's still on now which yep. is insane and yeah what the hell else are you going to put on at that time and it's still usually you know usually has like one or two good ones at this point even when it sucks it's got one or two good skits mm. and you know stuff yeah. will even go viral now you know like once every couple of weeks yep 
And, you know, people be talking about it a little bit. Do you guys have, like, a favorite character or sketch, reoccurring thing that from any from any time for Saturday Night Live? Or just Man. one that sticks out to you? Not necessarily a favorite, because favorite's always hard, because it's just like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's my favorite now, but... It's my favorite now. It's my favorite now, but like two years from now, it could be shit. You know what I mean? For me, favorite would yeah, that's too hard. But I mean, there's certain things just watching that show and seeing you know not just comedians come on there or actors, but you have you know Michael Jordan was on there hosting, Charles Barkley, Peyton Manning, a lot of athletes went on, and it was funny to see too. I don't know if you watched the Mike since you're a Giants fan, seeing Eli on there. Eli did a really good job, especially with the press with his brother being like, he does commercials really well, he does like these bits here and well, but like (laughs) Eli, seriously, not only did he like win two Super Bowls and passes, you know, Peyton, but like even this, like the the, the bit about, you know, younger brother or something like that, that organization, that was was fucking awesome. Big brother, little brother, whatever the fuck. Yeah, that was funny as shit. Yeah, the fake commercials and shorts are always pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, they do a good job with those. I can't. I mean, but again, like I can't really think of anything that. I also think too, like when people mind. crack up, there's certain things, especially when Chris Farley did, like you know, you're gonna be living in a van down by the river. Oh, like, David I, I can, Spade, like mentally, yeah, to, yeah. David oh, Spade yeah. and Christine Applegate were like, you know, she was on like hosting, and it's like you see her, like everyone's like biting their lip because he's just like being, you know, ten shades of like ridiculousness. So I, I think that it was just. That is that is my favorite part watching someone like crack up and like Lose okay it. this is live and we gotta we gotta keep it going yeah until I, Jimmy Fallon ruined it then <laughs> <laughs> he made it just Fucking annoying skit. Farley I think was my favorite actually mm-hmm. if I if I if I had to gun to my head Farley's the best Farley's the fucking greatest some of his shit if you ever those those best of Saturday Night Live yeah. Yep, things yeah. they're fun to watch and they you know they 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 hone in on one one character one actor actress and uh farley's is great uh will ferrell's is great uh the first one the second one's okay it kind of pulling a little bit chris rocks was fucking awesome too even though he really didn't get a lot of play when he was on the stuff that he did do was actually really really funny one of my favorite kids of all time is the overacting black family (laughs) (laughs) i work too hard Dude, it's fucking great. That one and Nat X is one of his characters. And then, uh, <laughs> or chilling. Or chillin', just chilling. Yeah. Deaf comedy emergency room. Remember that skit? <laughs> that was <laughs> scalpel. Get a, get, get a motherfucking scalpel in here. Oh, fucking great. I think one of my favorites is Deep Thoughts. Even though it was just a oh, quick Jack thing. Handy. Yeah, yeah. Those things are just so fucking funny. Like, Who did those? Just genius. I think Jack Handy. I think he's a real guy. Is he? Yeah, I think he's a he's a writer. Hmm. I think that was like definitely a head. I don't know when I say head of its time. It's just just abstract and just so out there humor where some people didn't get it. Mm. Where it is now, like you see a lot of people just trying to go you know outside the box and just do random things. <laughs> that one was just probably like maybe like the starting of doing just random like humor. It was just great. That was like a Far Side calendar come to life. Yeah, <laughs> it was like hit or miss for me. I was always like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's funny. And sometimes I was like, I don't fucking get it. <laughs> uh, Celebrity Jeopardy, always a favorite. Oh, yeah, good one. <laughs> always yeah. good. And Norm Macdonald and Chevy Chase love both their weekend updates, big mm. time. And Norm Macdonald just never just gave a fuck. It's- Norm Macdonald was definitely the best. Yeah, the weekend updates. <laughs> so awesome. And I think Chevy Chase only did it for like a year or two, but anything Chevy yeah, Chase did on, on that show, I loved. Whether it was like the, the Land Shark or, uh, you know, mm. just doing the, <laughs> the, what was it, Gerald Ford, where he would just fall down all the time. 
<laughs> yeah. I just love it. Made no sense. Yeah. <laughs> did Colin Quinn follow Norm McDonald on the weekend? I think update? he did. Yeah, that's another good one. Yeah, he was. He was. I love there. the bit where it was. It was. I think uh, you know Will Ferrell was doing Harry Carey or something like that. He's like, "Hey, Norm." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Norm was the other guy. <laughs> right. Have that. you have you gained weight? That's what he said. <laughs> that's what he said. That was a good one. Yeah, really good. Uh, oh man, Saturday Night Live is fun. Definitely fun to watch, and 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 like the most impossible ticket. You have to sell your firstborn to get a ticket to see Saturday Night Live, basically in New York. If you've ever yeah tried, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. It's fun to see the monologues too, where like you kind of right, where are they going to go with this? Is this person like someone you think like oh this person's going to suck? And then all of a sudden they like you know they kill the monologue. You're like all right, the show is. Do you guys feel like sometimes a monologue would make or break like the, the you know the show? Being like uh this guy here totally we go. Be- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Am I right or, or you, <laughs> yeah? No. Sometimes yeah. So, oh man, sometimes that monologue can be brutal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, Saturday Night Live definitely uh, gets the respect, and it's uh, I'm still torn. I made it. I have to decide my favorite at the last minute. I just okay. gonna have to. So, cool. let's uh, let's move from Saturday Night Live. That got uh, one, two, three, four first place votes and one second place vote on Facebook. Wow. Let's talk about how about SCTV. While we're on SNL, SCTV, a Canadian show, was all the Second City people, and that started right after Saturday Night Live did. They were like, oh, hey, let's jump on that that bandwagon. But that was great, too, man. That had a ton of freaking great, memorable stuff, from the McKenzie brothers to, you know, all the Eugene Levy. Let me pull up the the cast list. Yeah, I think think pound for pound it had the the better cast overall. I, I shouldn't say better cast, but, like, more... Stars. The people that went out to do yeah. more stuff, right? Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah. Then, then Saturday Night Live did. I, it, they were like pure concentrated, just you know, success. Yeah, you had right there. John Candy, Joe Flaherty, Eugene Levy, uh, Rick Moranis, Catherine O'Hara, Harold Ramis, Martin Short, Dave Thomas. Damn. Those are all the the more memorable people. <laughs> <laughs> Guy who invented Wendy's. <laughs> so they're not only funny, but they were eating good. His skit was just eating square burgers. Because <laughs> they don't cut corners on humor. <laughs> but I, I like I like to... The- nice slogan drop. <laughs> Dropping <it, Mom. laughs> them. My Wendy's check is coming in soon. Nice. Art will be writing a review of uh, the new Wendy's chicken nuggets on Yahoo, if you guys look for that. <laughs> look like for the fast food roundup that only features Wendy's products. <laughs> Fast food roundup. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, there's a lot of people that came out of SCTV. Yeah, it it was it was pretty insane. But um, yeah, like we said, uh, Martin Shorts, Ed Grimley, which is one of my favorites of all time. Mm, <laughs> which like... he did on Saturday Night Live when for the one season he was there. Right. Uh, I wonder if he's the only one to do his. I wonder if Bob and Doug McKenzie got on SNL at all. I wonder if that's I the know. only one. Fun if fact, that's the only I'm character sure. that crossed over was on both shows. SCTV was that a was that a Lauren Michaels jam too or no? No. Okay, so that, so there, but it's interesting now that they were allowed to use their characters on both. Well, I think SCTV was done by the time Martin Short came over, as far as I know. Okay, interesting. Exchange rate. Yeah, but that was um, <laughs> not a Lauren Michaels project. I don't know if that was the first one that had a like centered. You know, the whole concept was that it was uh, you know a, a 
cable TV station that kind of had no money, and it would always go back to the the crazy owner guy. And you know, these were all supposed to be shows that were on the on the TV channel. My my brain hurts, dude, from trying to remember all these all the sketches from all these shows. <laughs> I've consumed so much of it. It's crazy. They kind of bleed into each other, too. Like, you don't know which one goes with which. Yeah. That's, that happens to me. Yeah. I loved uh, Joe Flaherty's, um, was it Count Floyd? Where he was just like the the bad Dracula guy who would... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was... Holy shit, that was from that. <laughs> yep. I couldn't fucking remember yeah, that. T- That's really funny. Tons of stuff that you'd be like, oh, shit, that was from SCTV. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was like the king of that. Yeah. As I'm as I'm looking through some stuff, like I don't remember like some of these things, but there's, it seems like there's a lot of stuff that I I do remember that isn't wasn't the best stuff. What's funny is like I remember a lot of stuff from like SCTV and Saturday Night Live from like the specials where they would show like mm-hmm. the best of stuff. You guys yeah. like that? Yeah. And like I know so like Saturday Night Live, I know like only like you know 30 seconds of like these famous sketches but i've never seen them in their entirety right yeah yeah or they like the uh right the, like the not even like the best of but like the making of or like look back like just like a look back clip show type yeah you just know like lines from things like or an anniversary special yeah oh yeah the anniversary totally <laughs> totally <laughs> cheeseburger 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 yeah right exactly uh, funny. all right so there's sctv um i don't think in the running for the greatest but Definitely an awesome show. Should we get to Nick Kroll? What do you guys think? Shit. We'll come back. Yeah. All right. Because I think I think the hotline's ringing. You guys, is the hotline ringing? Hey, it is. No, 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 no. We gotta we talk to our special guest, Nick Kroll, the star of the new Kroll Show on Comedy Central Wednesdays at ten thirty Eastern, nine thirty Central. And of course, you know him from the FX is the League, where he plays Ruxin, who I think was one of my top TV characters of all time. In our, in our list mm-hmm. we did, and uh, yep. also stand back. up, and he's been on Children's Hospital and. Freaking tons of movies and TV shows. It's Nick Kroll, everybody. It's Masters of None. It's Jay, Mike, and Orton. Uh, along with us is the comedian, actor, producer, writer, and star of the new Kroll show on Comedy Central. It's on Wednesday nights, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 9.30 p.m. Central. It's always fun to say on Comedy Central. It's Nick Kroll. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. How are you? Awesome, man. Thanks for uh, taking some I don't, time I don't for us. Love that you had to, I don't love that you had to find out you know, what time the show aired, that it didn't come right off the top of your head. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm going to fight through that. I'm going to fight through that because I like you guys. <laughs> it's just I have so many questions on this huge list that I made up ahead of time that I had to scroll down to find it. So many, so many things to ask. Uh, so many things to talk about. Absolutely, man. So the show is awesome, and uh, we all we all caught. Well, Mike didn't catch the first episode, but Art and I caught I'm it. And, uh, it's on the TiVo. Thanks, but, Mike. Uh, really appreciate it, Mike. <laughs> I am seriously bringing winners to this conversation. I'm so sorry, Nick. <laughs> all right. But uh, it's awesome, man, and uh, congratulations on it. I know it was uh, kind of a long time in the making, right? Like Comedy Central was kind of asking for you to do it, and after your special, Thank You Very Cool, which is all you know mostly character based, which is uh, also awesome. That it was just kind of a long time in the making. Is that right? Yeah, I did this about two years ago it came out at the end of january and we basically as soon as the special came out and we started to think in earnest about making the show and we shot the pilot for it the original pilot for it around april 2011 they went to see if they wanted to make it and they decided they did and meanwhile i went back to the shoot the league then we went and wrote and shot the show. Then I went back and made the next season of League, and they decided, oh, you know, that they wanted to air it in winter, so in January. So, I mean, there there are sketches in there from that first episode that just aired that we shot, yeah, back in April, almost two years ago. 
Nice. Wow. I love the first episode that just aired and, you know, especially like the reality show bits and the whole publicity, (laughs) which is great. What made you go with those ideas to start off the first show? Well, that the publicity is based off. I used to meet an ex-girlfriend. That's actually one of the sketches that we shot almost two years ago. Um, that was in the original pilot. And I just like that character, that the, the sort of that specific kind of girl. We were thinking about that. And then, you know, it seemed like um, on our show, we're always kind of looking to figure out what kind of housing we have for different characters. And so the reality format seemed like a nice fit for that kind of girl. And then that inspired us to sort of keep delving further into the reality world. And as the season goes on, you'll see publicity come back but also spin off dr armand who's an animal <laughs> plastic surgeon nice. in episode two you'll see that he gets his own spin-off show called armand of the house uh, and then that show keeps spinning off to different characters and further with armand and so it just seemed like that reality that kind of reality show format was fertile ground for us and yeah that's kind of what we're always trying to figure out is finding a character and then finding uh, housing for that character. You know, sometimes it's very specific and sometimes we leave it a little more general, but, but always trying to see what the, what the genre and feel of each uh, bit will, will take on. Nice. I was going to say, I love the uh, line. Yeah. It's a Sharpay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a, for those of yeah, you who don't know, it's a Dr. Armand, who I also play my friend Jenny played uh, the pretty Liz uh, played by Jenny Slate takes her dog to get a red carpet ready. She takes it to Armand who's the premier animal plaque surgeon and he's marking up the dog before surgery to show her what he's going to do. And it's a, it's a, a, a magic marker that he uses to write on dogs that he invented and he calls it a Sharpay. <laughs> what, what is the total number of characters that you do in the, in the entire first season? You know, I don't know. I mean, there's, I'd say that there are about, there's at least like 10 reg characters that come back on a few occasions. Right. Um, and then there's one-off characters that, you know, just play once in the series, but are, you know, as a different character. So I, I can't even exactly, I wouldn't know how to summarize it. Because what's interesting is it's a bunch of characters, but then a bunch of characters continue to recur throughout the season. So right. it's more fun for me to develop a broad range of characters, but then focus that so that you you get to really concentrate on coming back and building more sort of textured characters than just um, a one-off, you know? Some of your older ones from your stand-up are on the show now, and are some of the new ones going to be in your next hour that I know you're touring with now? Yeah, so there's, you know, Tupacabra, the Latin radio host, and uh, Fabrice Fabrice, the craft services coordinator from that, so Raven, um, <laughs> the bottle service. Um, Bobby Bottle Service from the internet it was, I did with my friend John Daly in a video called the Ed Hardy Boys um, <laughs> Rich Dick uh, me, and, me and John Daly he's Wendy Sean and I'm Aspen Bruckenheimer <laughs> the Oh Hello guys which are me and John Mullaney who are uh, these Upper West Side like um, elderly gentlemen who are obsessed with Alan Alda um, <laughs> like, you know straight out of a Woody Allen movie those all were pre-existing characters but then characters like uh, Liz and Dr. Armand and a kid who comes out of that Dr. Armand reality show world named Cesar who's a, a, to- a former toilet baby with an infected lip ring um, <laughs> and and then a bunch of other characters that sort of were created for the show specifically and we're so, continuing to grow and build out. So some of the new ones will be in your new stand-up act? You know, the, the stand-up act is, is, I think has become more stand-up based than it is character okay. than the first hour was character driven. I think it was, 
partly because of this building as well. I had the show both because I knew I was, these characters would end up in sketch and I didn't want to cannibalize as much one another. And two, just to develop more personalized stand-up, I think it is. But there are elements for sure that there's a, a Euro character who I'm just calling a European who was developed in my stand-up act and who's now in the show. And I'm now developing more stuff for him in the show and other stuff in the stand-up act. And, uh, you know, like a sort of a Guy Fieri food guy who oh, nice. simultaneously was sort of being developed on the, on the show and, and then I've developed further out in the stand-up act too. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to do more with on the show. So it, there, is a, there is a crossover. It's a great way to work on characters and work on jokes and elements too, but I'm also more focused in stand-up on, on sort of sort of doing Nick Kroll per se than, you know, spending all the time on a character. When you develop these characters, do you find that the ones that work the best or the ones that really hit are the ones that maybe have some kind of realism to them? Maybe they're based on a real-life person? Or do you find that the ones that are just completely abstract are the, are the ones that are more fun to play? I mean, it's both and really dependent. Like, the European at the moment in the stand-up act is just a, a, a joke bucket for every European sort of stereotype that we have. But then someone like Armand as a sort of wealthy you know, father who sort of gets crapped on by his kids and wife and both an amalgam of watching those kinds of guys on reality shows and just seeing, you know, from people's lives, Bobby bottle services, you know, based on guys that I've witnessed hitting on girls for the last, you know, 20 years. And then obviously you have a resource, something like Jersey Shore, which is going to provide certain details to wardrobe and, and, you know, sayings and things like that without using like you know, gym tan laundry or something like, you know. So I think it's, it really is character dependent. But, but in the end, when something gets to the show, we are very much trying to drive it from an emotionally uh, honest or interesting place because I think that just for the longevity of the show and we're trying to tell longer stories, even, though, even if it's in a two-and-a-half-minute sketch, you want to build a character that you can come back to and keep learning more about um, which which causes you to sort of you know try to try to create more nuanced stuff. Sure. Nice. Now, how many episodes are, you, are in this season, and what's like the status for Comedy Central for signing you up for like another season? Well, we made eight episodes for season one. Okay. The season two, we are we have started writing. They've Comedy Central's ordered scripts. Nice. So we're we're kind of waiting to just see how the numbers are. So. You know, if you could tell everyone who visits Yahoo, you know, and all the major websites and all the major television channels to stop what they're doing <laughs> and uh, check out Kroll Show. And, uh, you know, we're shooting for Roseanne numbers. You know what I mean? I want forty-five million. A week. <laughs> Not Roseanne six season though, right? Yeah, yeah post Lotto Roseanne. Yeah, yeah, post Lotto when it all became completely insane. <laughs> Tom Arnold, Tom Arnold's influence is really felt. <laughs> Second Becky Roseanne. Mm-hmm. The new Becky. Who was Sarah Chalk, by the way, from Scrubs, yeah. the new Becky. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the script, like, do you guys kind of stick to the script, or do you guys also improv as well, or how does that work? It, it depends on the bit. We tend to write most of our scripts, leaving a, a ton of room for improvisation on set. It really depends on the bit. Like, there's a, a sketch I did with Chelsea Peretti, Bobby Bottle Service, in a Skype conversation with a woman, a girl who's trying to become a singer, and he's claiming that he can help her with her career, that was just a, a paragraph, like a very simple paragraph of exa- what I just said, basically. Bobby interviewing a girl over Skype, he's trying to help her with her music career and also simultaneously get laid. <laughs> they begin to connect. 
<laughs> Bobby's mother walks in. Bobby is distracted by his mother, and the girl leaves, and he's upset. And then we just shoot us improvising for an hour and a half and cut that into, you know, into a video. But then there are other sketches that are, are more tightly scripted, like Wheels Ontario, the, the Canadian graphic <laughs> uh, <laughs> melodrama. Yeah, she was great, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, there's there's a, a, good, a good amount of improvised lines in there, but that was also pretty scripted and, and needs to be to match the genre of Degrassi. You know, the reality show, the publicity stuff, like all that reality show is a lot less scripted. There's always scripts and always a ton of jokes that are written. You can't improvise a cupcake in a bikini. Um, <laughs> you know, that stuff has to be written ahead of time, but the crazy emotional gibberish outburst that we have with each other was is improvised, you know, um, a ton of the stuff is improvised. So uh, I think it's, you have to write really good scripts and, and develop sort of very thickly um, created characters and then leave a, a ton of room for improv. Um, so it's, I like to have both. Cool. I, I read, um, you know, you have just a ridiculous, you know, and it's all your friends, it seems like, uh, uh, that, that are helping you out on the show, whether doing characters or writing, and it's just, you know, the who's who of the kind of the alts, you know, L.A. The comedy scene, which is, you know, all you guys are just ridiculously hilarious. And uh, I read an interview where, you know, the sex sex in the city for dudes just came out of... <laughs> came out of a kind of a riff you you guys were doing. Is this true that it was, you know, something you oh, and yeah. Jason Manzukis did while hiking? Because I would oh, love to well, be a no, fly the, on the, the water. Original, the, the origin of Sex and for Dudes is, was Paul Shear's bachelor party, I think it was in Malibu. I mean, we'd rented a house and we were in the water and just all sort of talking about our feelings. And, um, <laughs> and one of us just started singing like, Sex in the city for dudes. And... <laughs> And then that became the anthem for that whole crew of guys. Um, and then as we all split off and have, you know, just like it will, when we're alone with a friend, we'll, you know, it'll come up or we're all out together and it'll come up. It's really a bit that, you know, like all groups of buddies have these little weird bits. You know, I got a TV show and I was like, guys, how would you feel about doing Sex in the City for Dudes on the show? And everybody was psyched and we were trying to figure out how to do it. And then we just sort of shot this sort of like literally us just messing around doing bits with each other, improvising, and then just gave it to our editors to create an art project basically. And, and, and that's what came out. Uh, it's hysterical. Do you actually go hiking with Jason Manzukis, who plays Rafi on the league? People aren't familiar. Really? I do. I do. Very often. <laughs> really? yeah. So we got a chance to interview uh, Steve Ranazisi not too long ago. Uh-huh. Uh, we were talking about the league and talking about how, you know, that show and every character on it is just so identifiable and, you know, has their own little qualms and stuff. But at the same time, being on a hit show like that is both kind of a blessing and a curse and that, you know, he, he gets asked to, to Shiva blast wherever he goes and, and all this stuff. Yeah. What's your, uh, your cross to bear by, by being Ruxin? Luckily, Ruxin is one of the worst human beings on the planet. So <laughs> any interaction, any interaction with me is a, is a pleasure in comparison to, uh, dealing with Ruxin. You know, my, my shows, you know, people, I usually give people a minute or two at the top to, you know, scream out their the lines that they like. You know, uh, sometimes sometimes they're mine, sometimes they're not. People have really sort of locked on to Forever Unclean, which yeah, I was I'm fascinated say that. by. Yeah. Um, I, it's really it's sort of surprising to me. It's very interesting to go out on the road and just see what what really resonates. And for some reason, Forever Unclean, <laughs> which was based originally on me being in a Chinatown 
urinal. I'm at a restaurant in Chinatown, and it's not clear as to whether it's the sink or the urinal because it's one of those trough situations. So I'm washing my hands, and it turns out that it's urinal. And we were sort of, you know, I was trying to figure out what to do, and and Jeff Schaefer and I, Jeff, who with his wife Jackie Schaefer, created the show, we kind of stumbled through and and landed on Chinatown Urinal Forever Unclean, Um, which then you know, gets repeated in, in various scenes and, and situations with, you know, where Ruxin feels as though something has become forever unclean. Isn't that the best, though? Just something from your life that just happened just now is now a catchphrase. There's a lot of stuff on the show that, that you know, came from bizarre moments of uh, spontaneous uh, eruptions um, that people then identify with and then and then become you know, references that you play with and, and come back to. And I think that's the key to, to the league and, and Kroll show is, is creating these characters that are both horrid and somehow likable um, and creating a very specific world that they live in and things that they say and, and come back to them, you know, and, and where, where appropriate. Tell me this, if this is true. And I think I saw an interview with you where, uh, you know, you're, you're a New York guy and uh, grew up listening to the fan as, as have us, as have oh. we. <laughs> Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you say oh, the worst? Okay. You still listen? You're not doing the online um, from LA, are you? On the, on, I, you know, I have it on the West Coast, but I mean, I listen to. I mean, I was there when I remember listening to Pete Franklin, who predated uh, Mike and the Mad Dog. Oh my god! And so, yeah, so I listened right. to Mike and the Mad Dog. I mean, Pete Franklin was. I just read. There's a great article in Grantland from that came out. It's a. Um, an oral history of the origins of WFAN goes through everybody, including Pete Franklin, who, yeah, who was brought in because he was a big, like, I think a big Cleveland guy or something. And he just was a real sour, sort of a sour puss, um, and did not mesh. Um, but then they brought in Mike and the mad dog. And I used to listen to I miss in the morning. I was like a 10 year old listening to like basically conservative <laughs> morning talk radio. I mean, he hadn't fallen off the map yet, but I was, you know, he was more, but you know, he had Clinton on and he was an interesting guy. But then I used to call in, me and my friend Andrew Goldberg would call in and prank call like uh, Russ Salzberg, the sweater, and, the, and he had a minute where he was with the Steve Summers, the schmoozer. I preferred Steve Summer as Captain Midnight. Yeah, that dude is so and, out there. Uh, and now you've, I don't know who's there now, but then I started I started to lose interest when like Joe Beningo would get like a guy who was a caller, started getting his own show. <laughs> yeah, he's um, on now. Yeah. I mean, he seems like a nice guy, but I'm like, really, your your opinion <laughs> you joe from staten island having a show now you're on the air yeah right yeah I, I loved it i loved it you ever listen to warner wolf um i mean i know warner more from tv is, is he on the fan now he was on the fan and then he switched to espn radio for a while too he was on like on the weekends and his his gotcha. his show his show is just hilarious because he's asking these questions to nobody but it <laughs> sounds like there's eight people in the room like he sounds like he's having a conversation with himself and oh, people awesome. call to know he still doesn't talk to the to the listeners too. It's really it's hysterical. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I I remember I always look forward to Warner's end of the year. He always had a great like plays of the year yeah, yeah. Uh, broadcast. He had like yeah. a half hour, you know, an hour special, and that was like again before the internet, when you know now you can watch every awesome dunk a uh, hundred times, but at that point you had to wait till the end of the year to see you know like uh, the sick catches and dunks and stuff like that. 
Speaking of YouTube, did you see the uh, clip of uh, Francesca falling asleep? I heard about it. I have not <laughs> oh. seen it yet. It's just, oh, this was, it, this was like in the last six months, right? Yeah. 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 It's stellar. <laughs> I'm picturing him having just like mowed a, like a foot long chicken parm. <laughs> <laughs> and like for like, I think was it like two weeks straight he was getting calls they were completely harassing him he was like you know in the i can't even do a francesa voice but it was just great him yelling at the listeners pranking him was great yeah i mean (laughs) i was too young i think to understand the dynamic between those guys but they had they broke up at some point you know right yeah yeah Um, yeah mad dogs on uh, serious now and then yeah and and the dogs on on serious now i mean it's funny to think of radio like on the Kroll show we have chupacabra's show is is Tape to like it's like it's IMS or Francesca's, you know how they tape radio shows, which is, you know, it's like why are you watching IMS? <laughs> you know, like do you like what you you're interested in seeing a living scarecrow? I don't I don't quite understand. <laughs> Francesca looks like an old eagle lesbian. Like if a lesbian yeah. is an eagle, it's kind oh, of I like... love it. Just like <laughs> like in a lawn chair at Lilith Fair, just like. <laughs> <laughs> just mowing. I'm just again. It's just mowing on like a, like a huge falafel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll link the video up again uh, for you folks who have no idea what the hell we're talking about. We're talking with Super New York Inside Sports Radio. But uh, speaking of radio, we were all radio guys, and El Chupacabra is one of my favorite goddamn things. And what what level? You must have some level of actual knowledge of Spanish to be able to pull that off as well as you do. Yeah, do you, or I, you just... I mean, I speak, I speak Spanish. Um, oh. I would, I wouldn't say fluently, but, but, uh, you know, I speak it pretty well. And, and so that was sort of the inspiration for doing something like that. And then I live in LA and, and when I lived in New York, you know, there's a bunch of Latin radio stations and I was just actually in Peru and Bolivia and the radio stations down there sound exactly the same. <laughs> um, and so I was like, um, like wherever you are, they sound kind of the same and that might be racist to me to say, but, um, but I like the nuanced ones. There are certain radios, you know, there's like the cumbia stations and then there's like the reggaeton stations and, um, and then the types of shows that, you know, I, 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 I listen to a bizarre amount of, uh, Latin radio. <laughs> it's great entertainment, man. It really is. It's just you don't know what they're saying, but it's so fascinating. It would be great yeah. seeing El Chupacabra like uh, Telemundo like special. I don't know. If... Oh, we're, it's in the worst. Don't you worry, <laughs> it's in the worst. Just big tits and puppets and El Chupacabra uh, is the host. It's a, it's a pretty exciting time. <laughs> I just had a quick question to bring it back to the Kroll show. I know you have a lot of great bunch of your friends that come on the show. Any other guest stars that we can kind of um, prepare to look out for the season? Yeah, you know, I think it's crazy the amount of comedians and people we've coming in that um again my buddy john mulaney who i host the oh hello show with or host or in the oh hello show with it's just like two upper west side guys who are obsessed with alan alda uh as i mentioned chelsea Preddy comes through maria bamford is an amazing comedian is on the show uh, nice. later on hannibal burris and jb smooth nice. are uh, in a sketch really funny stuff fred armison is in the show with it's actually that's another 24 one of those boxing you know those like hbo boxing 24 yeah. 7 documentaries yeah yeah um so right. i'm i play this guy named poppy steenbergen based on uh i don't know if you saw the marquez nacho berenstein who's the marquez's trainer who he somehow convinced to drink pee and so i play like a 65 year old boxing uh managed coach 
uh, trainer and treat uh, my boxers like sons, but, and I treat my son, played by Fred Armisen, like like crap. Fred, all Fred wants to do is do origami, <laughs> and and that's all in Spanish. I I do oh, a little wow. more English, just just I had to do some English just because it was a ton of Spanish and uh, subtitles to read. But so Fred does a bit. Richard Kind, who if you ever saw A Serious Man or Spin City or any thousands yeah. of things that he's done over the years is, is does a bit on the show. My buddy Seth Morris, uh, we all do a thing, me, Seth Morris and Richard Kinder in a, a show that's uh, called Ponytails, but it's ostensibly like true life, I have a ponytail. Um, <laughs> so it's, you know, like an MTV reality yeah. show about three yeah. men struggling with the issues of ponytails. <laughs> Jenny Slate, who plays uh, the other publicist, Liz, in publicity. Andy Milanakis. Uh, plays Dr. Armand's son, Roman, who's hilarious in the show. Um, and Rob Hubel comes in and does a bit in a few episodes. Um, and this is all in eight episodes. <laughs> this is all in eight episodes. Wow. And, and there's a bunch of things we didn't get in there. So, no, there's a ton. I mean, all these, you know, and I would say, you know, 95% of them are, are, are buddies, you know. So it made it that much more fun and and loose and, and easy to do. And everybody, everybody was so cool about coming out and doing it. And, awesome. um, it, it was truly a fun, fun experience. And hopefully that'll read on, um, camera. Cool. Awesome. Man. Got two more questions for you. We're going to tie this into our episode that we're doing. We're going to kind of debate the, uh, the greatest sketch show of all time. So give us your, your top three sketch shows. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I gave you three. I didn't not, say one. So it, yeah, it's impossible. I think to not immediately, talk about Saturday Night Live just because of the breadth of the work and the amount of, uh, you know, amazing talent that's come out of there. So, and, you know, as far as influences on me, you know, I'd say Saturday Night Live. Mike and the Mad Dog. Mike and the Mad Dog. I look as a more of a long form narrative soap <laughs> opera. I think Mr. Show has had a tremendous influence on, on my generation of sketch comedians. Uh, besides the fact that a lot of those guys are, uh, most of them are still doing amazing work. I mean, shit, it's tough to say. It's like, you know, you look at the state, uh, and the guys who came out of there when that show came out, there weren't many other shows on, it was on MTV and I didn't watch a ton of it, but I, I have watched everything and been able to participate in stuff with a lot of those guys who are, who's, you know, spread pretty wide their web of influence. Now, uh, kids in the hall was a huge show for me growing up. I loved and then you go back to like Monty Python and you know I know more as a filmmakers than I do as the sketch show but you know watching you know the Holy Grail and Life of Brian were huge hugely important to me and then you go all the way old school to like show your show of shows Sid Caesar's your show of shows and it's like you know that writer's room was Mel Brooks and Neil Simon, his brother, and Woody Allen at the end, as well as Sid Caesar and Carl Reiner. I mean, it's a crazy, crazy list. So, wow. I, I didn't answer your question, but but uh, <laughs> but I did it my way. <laughs> nice. And finally, with the amount of character work that you do, and that you're now definitely displaying, you know, on the on the the big stage, I guess you could say. Have you have you had an SNL audition? I auditioned for SNL about four years ago. Oh, how did um, that, tell us that story, please, before we go. Well. Uh, obviously I'm, I'm not there, so it didn't go perfectly. <laughs> right. Um, I was, uh, yeah, I went in and, and, uh, I'm about to get on stage and the stage manager comes back and says, all right, so you're going to go out, you're going to say hi to Lauren, and then you're going to, uh, you know, look to camera and start your audition and there'll be a bunch of people in there. So I go out there 
and I say hello to Lauren Michaels, and it's empty besides that. And I'm about to start, and he says, mm, uh, everyone's not here. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, they're outside. And I was like, are they outside talking about how awesome I am? He's like, Excuse me? I was like, are, you, are they outside talking about how sweet I am? And he's like, no. So the stage manager rushes over, and he's like, oh, Nick, you got to go uh, – I, I brought you back in. I brought you in too fast, though, so I'm going to take you backstage. So they basically bring me backstage and ice me. And I'm backstage. I'm now kind of freaking out. And there's a uh, like a union, like a grip backstage. And he's like, you're going to do John Lovitz? And I was like, I'm going to do Lyle Lovitz, the love child of John Lovitz and Lyle Lovett. And he looks at me and goes, save for the stage. And I was like, come on, buddy. <laughs> what are you doing to me? Strike two. So, and then I went out there and auditioned. It was fine, uh, but they didn't—they didn't need me at that moment. They had such a powerful group of, of white dudes in their early thirties that uh, <laughs> I was the priority. I auditioned the same time as my buddy John Mulaney, who got hired as a writer and then, yeah. you know, became a very central uh, producer and writer over there. And and I'm friends with a bunch of the guys on that show and 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 ladies and. So, you know, it's a lifelong dream to be on it. It didn't happen. But, like, Jordan Peele and I were actually in the same auditioning group, small little group auditioning. And, you know, four years later, both of us have shows on Comedy Central. So, you know, it, it all worked out just fine. Nice. So suck it, Lauren Michaels, and stagehand guy. <laughs> yeah. Especially stagehand guy. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, Nick Kroll, man, uh, thanks so much. And uh, we wanted to get into, you know, you being at all these historical New York sporting events, too. But that would just make us angry and jealous. Oh, I'll, uh, for the next time, gentlemen. Okay. Yes, indeed, man. So uh, everyone check right. out Crawl Show Wednesdays, 1030 Eastern on Comedy Central. And uh, thanks for your time, man. Thanks, guys. All right, take, take care. care. Right. Thanks, Nick. Bye. Bye. And we're back. <laughs> that we're back. That we're back. We're back. What up? What up? See the day. Smirking the burger. <laughs> <laughs> back. So we've covered so far. Uh, Saturday Night Live In Living Color We've covered mm -hmm. In Living Color Chappelle Show SCTV And I've still got So many to fucking To touch This is pretty much Going to be all of season yeah, 10 Yeah we're going to just do this <laughs> We're going to break it up It's about 17 shows uh, well, Since we do have a lot of UK listeners We got a lot of uh, Random ones thrown at us I've never heard of But Should we start with the biggie? Go ahead What's all this then? Yeah <laughs> <laughs> My favorite British sketch comedy show. <laughs> What's all this then? That probably is one. Starring Hugh Laurie. <laughs> they've got a million over there. Speaking of Hugh Laurie, yeah. A bit of Fry and Laurie. That's one that got a couple yeah. votes on the Facebook page. A pocket full of teeth. That's... <laughs> <laughs> pocket full of... That was actually uh, <laughs> Spin Doctor's second album. <laughs> 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 it's also the Electric Mayhem Band's third album. <laughs> That's good. All right, let's let's go through these other ones first, then we'll get to the big one. So, a uh, bit of Fry and Laurie got a couple votes. Um, that's Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie. They had a sketch show that was back way before House. You guys, I've only seen a couple mm -hmm. sketches from it. I have it on DVD, but I've not yet gotten to it. And you guys seen any of that? No. It's it's one of those things where I'm like flipping through the channels and like NJN comes on and I'm like, oh, what? That's Hugh Laurie. What's he doing? Oh, it's a sketch show. I gotta go. I <laughs> <laughs> just move on. <laughs> I have it on Laserdisc. I haven't opened it up yet. <laughs> nice. Benny Hill got a first place vote, you guys. Whoa, Benny Hill? Yep. 
Really? All, all I remember from Benny Hill is, is him chasing around the girls in fast motion. That's really <laughs> I remember. That and the old guy who would pat on the head. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much all I remember. Yeah. Cheeky monkey. Yeah. Oh. But my dad used to be a big fan of that. I remember him watching that a lot. That'd be on like Saturday afternoons or Sunday afternoons on like the local uh, UPN station. Like nice. Channel 9 or whatever. That Mitchell and Webb look. Did you ever make your way on British comedy shows, Jay? What do you mean? Like sitcoms, you know, there's Cosby show for you here, and then there's like uh, a couple other shows where you've been in. Yeah, if you... Anything over there? Uh, no? If you look in uh, season two, episode three of Faulty Towers, I'm in a, uh, a baby <laughs> crib in the background in one of the hotel rooms. John, Wearing a satin John Cleese onesie. drops a, a, tr- a burning, scalding uh, teapot on me. Into my crib. Fun fact. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> Somebody please Photoshop me into faulty towers. <laughs> Done. Uh, that Mitchell and Webb look. You guys know these guys, I, Mitchell and Webb? Yes, I do. I, I actually like this. This is on Netflix. You should. You guys should watch it. I think you'd really like it. I like them. I've I've watched okay. a lot of a uh, Peep Show, which was I think their first TV show, and I know they did a radio show together, and then they did a sketch show. But I haven't seen much of it. What's it like, Mike? It's two guys, two guys, obviously, and uh, it's um, uh, just very British and very funny, and it's very smart. It's like it's like smart funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the <laughs> there's one sketch uh, <laughs> that talks about. Um, the trees that they brought over from Britain to the States, uh, Queen Victoria brought over that, I can't, I can't remember the name of the tree, but it's the trees that smell like cum, basically. <laughs> nice. And and they just, and Queen Victoria brings brings aside her, uh, her, her right-hand man and, and is like, do you smell cum? <laughs> <laughs> and basically talks about the cum trees for about three minutes. It's really, really funny. Nice. Um, and then there's this reoccurring sketch that um, I, I really enjoy. I actually have a clip of it if you'd like to hear it. Sure. Yes. It's called Hennemore. And it's kind of like a, like a goofy, wacky, like sitcom-y type of, uh, of sketch. So here you go. see me, sir? Ah, yes. Come in, Hennemore. I've got rather an important job for you. Oh, dear, sir. As you'll be aware, my best and oldest friend, Jock, is coming in this afternoon, and we're to have a round of golf. Now, I'll be in a meeting until four, so when he arrives at half three, I want you to show him in here, tell him to make himself comfortable, and invite him to inspect my newly acquired set of antique golf clubs once used by Edward VII. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Got it, sir. Edward VII. One important thing to remember is that Jock is a recovering alcoholic, and at this stage in his rehabilitation, it is absolutely vital that on no account should he get even the slightest whiff of liquor. Right, you are, sir. He was an extremely violent drunk in his day, Hennemore, and bitterly obsessed with his failure to break through as a golf pro, an eventuality which, when in his cups, he lays squarely at the door of American golfer Jack Nicklaus. Oh, right, sir. On an unrelated note, my wife has just sent me this rather handsome and handsomely stocked drinks cabinet, exactly in the shape of a set of Edwardian golf clubs. <laughs> oh, that's not nice, so. Isn't it? Now, you've probably already thought of this, but on no account should you show the fully stocked drinks cabinet to the violent alcoholic Scotsman instead of the set of golf clubs. Absolutely, sir. Okay, well, I'll just pop them both on this lazy Susan for now. (laughs) (laughs) And remember, I don't want any screw-ups like last time. It's been a difficult year for trans-cosmic corridors, and the last thing we need is any kind of fracas. Don't you worry about it, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) 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 (
like the start of a Snoop Dogg album. So of course he, you know, he does it. He does the. He does a bad job, and the boss comes in and yells, "Hand him more!" That's always the end of the sketch. Nice. It's fucking great. They have a very underrated movie that they put out too called Magicians. Which is also on Netflix Instant. I highly recommend watching really? that. It's the two of them are like we're like a you know magician partners, and uh, something goes horribly wrong, and it's just like their rivalry. It's fucking oh nice, it's great. It's very funny. Yeah, it's it dude. It's a good sketch show. Yeah, I like those guys, Robert Webb and David Mitchell. <laughs> Big Train. That was a sketch show that uh, Simon Pegg was on way really? before anything. Yeah, there's some good stuff in there. I think Edgar Wright directed a little bit of it, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, also, Jessica hmm. Hines, who was in Spaced, was in it. That's how those guys met. Um, some good stuff in that. Man Stroke Woman. Fun British fact. Fun fact. Man Stroke Woman. I don't know what the hell that is. Chewing the Fat, The Fast Show, Armstrong and Miller Show, The Two Ronnies, and Dave Allen at Large also got a vote. I've never heard of any of those. Wow. They have a lot. Oh, there's like a whole fucking Wikipedia page full of them. Bunch of wankers. Totally. Uh, but let's talk about the biggie, shall we? Yep. Getting uh, the most votes out of anything on our Facebook page. Monty Python's Flying Circus. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of classic, and it, uh, everybody turns to as... It's like a cult following, man. Jeez, everybody... People fucking love this. Live and die by it. Yeah. Uh, 1969, this fucking thing started. 69 to 74. Four series, 45 episodes. And, of course, the members... Uh, John Cleese, Terry Gilliam, Eric Idle, Terry Jones, Michael Palin, and Graham Chapman. So many classics that people still quote now. I mean, and this isn't even counting the movies, which is, yeah. you know, from everything from Spam to the Lumberjack song to the Ministry of Silly Walks to freaking Parrot, the, the Parrot Dead Parrot that sketch. The dead Parrot Nudge, one, nudge, yeah. wink, wink, know what I mean, know what I mean? What's my... The, the argument one, clinic. The one, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. I interviewed Eric Idle once and he said that is... You know, by everything he's ever witnessed in comedy, not just because that he was one of the ones who wrote it, but he calls that the perfect sketch, like maybe the, the is, best sketch ever. It's amazingly <laughs> written. Little, here's a little fun fact for you. Fun fact: I had two eighth graders perform this once. Nice, yeah. <laughs> and for for us for a, uh, like a like a talent show, I mean, in front of their in front of their peers and, and their parents and stuff, and it and it fucking killed. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of eighth graders doing this, and it killed. That's great. It was awesome. It is. It's it's so cleverly written, um, and oh, just so fucking cool, man. Just so fucking cool. And I, I'm not sure, but I'm gonna guess that they were the first ones to have you know sketches kind of blend into each other. Good transitions. And stuff. Yeah, and but, which is great because they they would they would just do it because they didn't have an ending to the sketch. So like one character would right. just walk into the next sketch into the background. <laughs> fucking yep, genius. Yep. <laughs> and those. Totally them. That was totally a, a, a huge innovation. As was the um, the little animations that they did. Yep. In between, that was like that was a big thing too. And and um, I think I remember hearing about how that was that was like a huge innovation just for straight up animation alone. Like that was like a big thing um, at the time, and uh, has just kind of moved on as to like you know a classic Python staple of their comedy and their style you know yeah and i got introduced to it from my my crazy cousin would just make videos with his friends just like totally you know ripping off python and i was like what what is this like why are you talking those weird yeah. british accents they're like right, oh right, it's right, monty right. python right. I'm like, what the fuck is monty right. python and then and it took forever to, to actually see it to see any of it i didn't see any of that until i was like you know in my teens because where would you get that shit then right you know what i mean probably one of the funniest things i've ever heard 
though, was um, when they did the, they had the reunion at the Aspen Comedy Festival, mm-hmm. and uh, they, they were talking the ashes, Graham Chapman's ashes. That was one of that was one of the funniest fucking things ever. But yeah, when he kicks over the ashes in the middle of the interview, like so nonchalantly out of nowhere in the middle of the interview, uh, was fucking great. But but also one of the smartest things I've ever heard too, and funny was they were talking about one of the things they wanted to do that the uh, network wouldn't let them do, the BBC wouldn't let them do, is they wanted to do a, an entire episode where during the episode they would just ever so slightly turn the volume down yeah in this in the studio just turn it down turn it down turn it down because back then it didn't have remotes so people would have to actually get up and turn up the volume so they would turn it down turn it down turn it down throughout the entire episode and then right at the end now the volume is cranked on every tv in britain and they would just scream or do something real really loud and blow the eardrums out of ten thousand people and it was one of the funniest fucking things I've ever heard. It was such a smart idea, and I, I guess the BBC wouldn't let them do it or whatever. But just, just that kind of mind is just awesome. I love that kind of shit. Yeah, nice. So, oh man, it's another one of my favorites, and it's god damn, it's so hard to fucking choose. All right, let's go to uh, to the next one. Uh, let's hit a couple of other smaller ones. I got a couple of votes. Mad TV. Uh, gotta mention uh, your first couple seasons I think was mentioned specifically um, you know Matt TV had a couple things but I don't think it, it could be in the conversation and greatest I never got yeah, it I never got it I, I don't I don't know I never got there it was a, there was a small couple of skits or characters that you're like oh that's funny but I think more than that I think it was the people that came from that uh, show that either you know went on to do movies or uh, be a better stand-up comedian after they, you know, were on that show. I, I, I would say that, that would be the greatest thing from Mad TV. Not the bits, thing but just came, things after. Best thing that came from that was Will Sasso. Yeah. Um, he was fucking awesome in Drop Dead Gorgeous. He was my fucking favorite part of that goddamn movie. That show was had Will 14 was seasons, you guys. I, I, oh, God. I can honestly say I haven't watched an entire episode. I can I I didn't get it. I, like, I, well, that's I would watch and just go... That's because it would what? come on at 11, and then Saturday Night Live comes on at 11.30, then everyone flips over. Yeah, but I, but still, you like you try it because, like, you know, like I said, like we were talking about before, Saturday Night Live was kind of ripe for the picking. And so it's like, okay, well, let's try something different. And you listen to it, you watch it, and it's it just... I didn't understand it. Uh, now, did any did any from oh anybody from Saturday Night Live go to Mad TV? Ooh, mm, question. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Like, right. But here's some of the notable folks. It started in '95 and it just ended in uh, 2009. Um, you had Ari Spears, who does some pretty goddamn good impressions. You gotta give that guy credit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the rappers and yeah. that like that rapper skit that he does. Mm-hmm. It's great. Uh, Will Sasso, Bobby Lee, Alex Borstein, of course, the voice of uh, Peter Griffin's wife. Oh, really? Yeah. Wasn't the guy that did SpongeBob? No, I'm thinking of Mr. Show. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Frank Caliendo, uh, Phil Lamar, who I believe Art uh, interviewed with that. No. Yep. Hey, guys. No. Call back sometime. Uh, Artie Lang, of course. Uh, Orlando Jones. That's pretty much it as far as like really notable people on there. All right. Uh, it's Mad TV. Uh, Laughing got a vote, which I guess was it was pretty big in its day. Mm, All right. Sock it yeah. to me. Let's move on. <laughs> 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 Laughing did have a lot of people in it. I mean, that launched Goldie Hawn, right? Portlandia getting a few votes. Coming way modern mm. day on that. I've only seen a couple episodes. It's pretty funny. Have you guys seen Haven't, it at all? Uh, no, I haven't. I treat it like Seven Up. Never have, never will. <laughs> wow. Okay. Beautiful. 
haven't dove into that pond yet. <laughs> uh, ben Stiller show getting a vote. Ben Stiller show and, and oh, Dana Carvey show. Wow. Both two of those like were they on for like a season apiece. Dana Carvey show. Holy shit, Dana Carvey show. Yes, I should have put that on my list. Fuck. I don't remember. I don't show. remember anything. Look, from it. do do yourself a favor. Look at look up the Dana Carvey show on IMDb and take a look at their cast, but then also take a look at the writers. Yeah, the writers. Very, here's the here's the very, cast. Very it was Dana Carvey, Steve Carell, Stephen Colbert, Chris McKinney. Wasn't he a kid in the hall? I think. Uh, I believe Robert Smigel, and then the writers were uh, the Louis C.K. was the head writer. Robert Smigel, of course, at this Triumph the Insult Comic Dog and. But what were some memorable ones from that? I, I don't remember anything the, from it. Uh, the waiters who were nauseated by food. Okay. <laughs> Germans who say nice things. Oh, you love that one. Germans, you turn, yeah, you definitely got me onto that. Germans sketch. who say nice things. I'm going to put that up right now. You I'm, look good in a tube top. Oh, man. Oh, Ch- Charlie Kaufman was a writer on it. Louis C.K., John Glazer, uh, Dino Stamatopoulos, who's Starburns on Community, Spike Fairstein, mm-hmm. who was I uh, wrote on Seinfeld and had his talk show for a little while. Colbert, Carell, yep. and some other guy. Yeah, that's, that's a ridiculous lineup. I think it was on for like six episodes or something like that. And the big thing about the... <laughs> they didn't know what to do with it. Like, the ABC just did not know what to make of it because they would, do this, they would do this running bit where they would get a sponsor, a national sponsor, to sponsor the show. So I believe it started out as the Pizza Hut Dana Carvey show. Taco Bell. Was it the Taco Bell was the first one? Yeah. Taco Bell, mug root beer, Mountain Dew, diet mug root beer, but they, Pepsi stuff. But they did a skit in each episode where they completely bashed the sponsor <laughs> to the point where they lost the sponsor the, for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here's Germans Who Say Nice Things. This is fucking great. Well, Dana Carvey Show would like to present Germans Who Say Nice Things. <laughs> Our friendship is very important to me. Turtlenecks yelling. <laughs> it's awesome. Nice. Ben Stiller show. Another one of those shows with a ridiculous lineup as well. Big time. This was, again, starring Ben Stiller, Andy Dick, Janine Garofalo, and Bob Odenkirk of Mr. Show. And then the writers were Ben Stiller, Judd Apatow, David Cross, Bob Odenkirk, and uh, again, Dino Stamatopoulos. Wow. Just crazy. And this one, this one lasted, I think, like another year or two. And it, it was mostly like parodies of stuff going on, mm-hmm. you know, like he is mostly Ben Stiller doing like impressions of people like uh, Tom Cruise and a bunch of different places. And I think it was on MTV for a year. And then like, I think it was on Fox for a year or something like that. Yeah. One of the, yeah, kind of moved over from one to the other. I forget which one, when that was a good one. Definitely launched um, Ben Stiller's career for sure. But then also too, like Jadine Garofalo was on it and who else was on it? Andy Dick was on yeah, it. And- Bob Odenkirk. 
Bob Odenkirk, right, right, right. And speaking of Bob Odenkirk, we got to go Mr. Show next. We got to talk about All Mr. Right. Show. Let's do Mr. Show then. That uh, got a few votes as well. Two, a one, and a two. Mr. Show was just, just, I mean, HBO, first of all, so it got a chance to really kind of spread its legs with the with, uh, language, which was really good. Mm-hmm. And just some fucking out there shit that David Cross, Bob Odenkirk, obviously, but also had, like, Brian Posehn was on it. Um, Paul F. Tompkins was on it. Uh, Tom Kenny, who's SpongeBob. Tom Kenny, and his right. his wife. Um, Yep, yep, it's kind of like and, a Gilligan's uh, Island of comedy, of alternative comedy. <laughs> Jack Black, uh, very, yeah. but just the D was on it. Awesome. Tenacious D was on it. Yep, Tenacious D was on it. Right. Well, I have a clip. This is uh, this one's called Lie Detector. Coming up next, the Chinese invent a new way to pee and coke. But first, <laughs> lying has a new enemy: detectors. Magic window, hit me in the back of the head. All right, it's real simple. Uh, Paul here will ask you a yes or no question, and if you lie, a buzzer will sound and a light will go off. Let's show him. Oh, no, that's all right. No, come on, we'll test it. All right. What? Okay, let's think of a good one. Um, Have you ever dreamed of kissing your brother? No. All right. All right. All right. All right. Hey. It's called the dream. Okay, all right. Fun's over. Let's get to work here. Okay. Relax. Have you ever drank alcohol to excess? Yes. Have you ever taken an illegal drug? It's okay. Just tell the truth. That's the important thing. Yes. Okay. Marijuana? Yes. Cocaine? Yes. Heroin? Yes. You did heroin? Yes. Well, what about angel dust? Yes. What about crack? Do you ever smoke yeah. some crack? Yes. Dude, you're out there. <laughs> hey, well, what was it like? Uh, you don't have to answer that. Aw. <laughs> Unless you want to. I mean, feel free if you it really want to. It was wanna... great. It's crack. It gets you really <laughs> Okay, all right. Let's get back to work here. Um, have you ever stolen from an employer? Yes. And where were you employed? NASA. <laughs> Would you steal a rocket ship? No, just some pens and some plans. Plans? Space plans. <laughs> Hey, hey. Have you ever killed a man? Boring. You want to let me finish? With your mind? Yes. Oh, is this thing even on? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, remember he kissed his brother. Hey, that was a dream. I dreamed it. You can dream something that's not real. It's just all up Shut up. Give me that. Okay. All right. Uh, I am a control freak because I was molested by my parents. <laughs> Nothing happened. Oh, God. What a breakthrough. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Give me that. All right. Okay. Here we go. Now it's me. All right. Okay, Mr. Pants. Here we go. All right. Have you ever skinny dipped with Michelle Goodwin? Yes. Oh. Wait, who's Michelle Goodwin? 
She's this girl I had a crush on in the seventh grade. <laughs> okay. Have you ever dressed up like a lady of affluence, gone to a fancy downtown eatery, picked up a rich guy, seduced him, and made him want to marry you? Yes, our story was made into a hit Broadway musical. <laughs> All right. Have you ever taken a train and eaten it piece by piece after you just derailed it with your penis? Yes. <laughs> it was for charity. All right, enough, enough. Congratulations, you got it. You got the job. Oh, great. Welcome to Shoe Court Shoe Store. You'll be working in the women's athletic department. Well, I love shoes. <laughs> oh, dude. I love that show. Yeah, very, very Python-esque. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like totally. the nouveau Python. You know, they did a lot of the transitions between scenes and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, just just great, man. Mm -hmm. And another, mm -hmm. another Dino Stamatopoulos writing credit. Wow, he's all over the place. He really yeah. is. The younger generation, you guys, that was their, that's their Python, man, right there. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, Mr. Show, let's go to, I think we're going to hit Mike's pick right here. Here it is. The Muppet Show. No, that's not my No? Sesame Street. No. No. You can't do that Muppet on television? Show, that's a good one. <laughs> no. Fridays. You can't do that on No? No. Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job. No. No? no, I don't get that show. Again, that's like over my. That's, I get it. It's I, I get why it's funny, but it's oh, it's like past my sense of humor. You know what I mean? Like it's like on the gamut that is my sense of humor is just past the far end. <laughs> just, just next to it. Uh, all right, the state. That's my. Favorite. Oh, I didn't see that coming at all. And here's my favorite. Here's one of my favorite <laughs> clips of all time. Are you butt ugly with nasty ass taste? Do you like pancakes? Then come on down to Betty's No Good Closed Door and Pancake House. Painted dresses for big fat hoggies, cheap tacky old fitting suits that were never in style, sticky tight clothes for old people, and pancakes. Mmm, and while you're here, why don't you check out our grubby, snotty little kids department where you'll find awful, itchy kids' polyester jumpsuits that'll get the crap knocked out of them at school, and pancakes. So, put a bag on your head and hop on the ugly bus to Betty's No Good Closed Door and Pancake House. Terrible, terrible clothes and pancakes. Betty's No Good Closed Door <laughs> this is the i i cannot get enough of the state i cannot get enough of the sketches the characters the fucking the actors the, the here's the thing about the state is that all of these guys they're they've pretty much are they've dipped their toes in like every aspect of really awesome comedy that is out there today. I mean, David Wayne has, has thrown out a lot of really fucking awesome movies, role models. Um, I love you, man. Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, Wet Hot American Summer is fucking amazing. Uh, Michael Showalter, Thomas Lennon, Thomas Lennon and Ben Garan have written some great flicks. And you, you were reading that book about about uh, how to write in Hollywood or whatever? Yeah, it's, it's a great book. Yeah, they're, um, those guys have continuously uh, done so much great stuff since then. The freaking Reno 911, does that even count Reno as a sketch show? It's pretty much a sketch show. Pretty much, yeah, and it's just, uh, they, they are the greatest. And I was so friggin' thrilled when that was when that that show came finally came out on DVD box set. I was like, the, it was like the first thing I got that day. And uh, <laughs> oh god, it was the first thing I did. And the only thing that sucks is that they had to because of fucking MTV, they had to take out the music. 
yeah which kind of blows because it's it's very noticeable at times because sometimes the skit kind of the, the music kind of made the skit but still it still resonates true and i still fucking love some of those skits yeah. oh god yeah <laughs> state's number one state's Mike number one. a cigarette i'm spent i do oh i need new pants <laughs> that's my pick all right there's mike's pick um yeah it's it was great. I again, it's like one of those things you've. I know I watched and I don't know, but not tons of it doesn't jump back to me. I mean, I can only think of like part of me thinking of what what is the the greatest is the amount of things I remember from it, mm-hmm. which for me is Saturday Night Live because it's just been on for so long. Like yeah, there's so yeah. much of it, so yeah. I know more of it. But the things that I go back to that are more of my favorite, I think, are Monty Python. Yeah. You know, it seems like just more, how many things do I remember very well in the state? It's, I remember it all being good, but I can only remember like a couple specific things. Yeah. It just like, sometimes it'll just creep. Sometimes for me, it'll just creep up where, where something will fit like a a situation will fit one of the skits or something, or remind me of a skit, one of their skits. And it's just fucking awesome, dude. I I even have uh, very hard to find nowadays, but they're um, state by state with the state. It's like a, it's like a it's like a guide to America, but it's just totally, it's just totally fucking falsified. It's just hilarious. Like, uh, and they'll throw stuff in there. It's just very random and funny, you know. Like, uh, fun fact about Rhode Island: it's the only state that's fully carpeted. Like, just like shit like that. Like, <laughs> just really, really funny, uh, really funny stuff. And you know, looking back on it too, uh, Ken Marino is probably the most underrated one of the group because he's just he. He dominates some of these skits. That you, you know, you look, watch him, watch back on him, and he just fucking dominates some of these skits with, with uh, his acting ability or you know a look or a, a saying or whatever. He's also oh, got great so apps. <laughs> he's also a good-looking paisan. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking uh, great show ever. Some of my favorites in the state were Doug. I fucking yeah, love Doug. Doug. Good. I'm Doug, and you're dad. Never the twain shall meet. I'm out of here. <laughs> so weird. But yeah, fucking hysterical. So it was the first time I've ever seen this done where they were like, let's just make characters and just make them be ca- like make them be uh, recurring characters. They didn't care whether or not it was going to be a popular character. They just wanted to just do more skits with the same characters. Yeah. <laughs> so like they they actually like forced some of these characters to become popular because of. Their, their, it was like their stubbornness well, or whatever. Yeah, also MTV forced them to come up with recurring characters that they didn't want to have that had catchphrases, and that's how the right. I want to dip my balls in it guy came about. Oh, Louie? That's how Louie came Yeah, because really they, they were like forcing them to do recurring stuff. And they're like, yeah, well, you know, we'll do a little bit here and there. And they, they're like, you know, we need something to catchphrase, something the kids can grab onto. They're like, all right, yeah. fuck it, finally. So they, they made this guy just come into the room, I want to dip my balls in it. And everyone would just <laughs> laugh hilariously. And then they, they did a lot of shit they did a lot of shit to, to give the finger to mtv it was yeah. really funny it's very funny um the whole oscar race coming around and everybody's talking about lincoln all i can think about is ben grant's uh lincoln logs uh, the unauthorized biography of honest abe <laughs> and it was like i don't care about this country all i care about is sex and booze and pills <laughs> <laughs> he does look like lincoln great. actually it's really really good Oh, it's awesome. And he like takes like one of those those growlers with the triple X's on it and he's fucking drinking out of it and he puts it in his hat and then puts his hat on. This <laughs> 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 is fucking perfect, man. Just so many really cool shit. <laughs> or when they uh when they ate Muppet. Remember that one? 
No, I don't remember Muppet that. one. It was one of the early. It was one of the earlier seasons. It was really from first season actually. And uh, they, you know, oh, this this is good. What is this blue meat? And he's like, it's actually Muppet. I've never had it until we moved into the area. And they're like, oh, he's become a really good hunter at it. <laughs> I wish I could find out how to tie my shoes. And then the fucking Muppet appears and he breaks his neck. <laughs> <laughs> I like great. the. Uh, the uh, when the downy bear like pops up and they, they do the oh, fake yeah. commercial and the lady <laughs> freaks out and like kills it yep he's like hey they, uh, them snuggles and she's like yep. ah! <laughs> they took from from python 2 with the whole transitioning thing where they would do one character from the previous sketch would just enter this next sketch but they would do it in such a way where it was just so fucking random yeah, yeah. that it just it almost made no sense whatsoever mm-hmm. <laughs> So, but it was, I, I, dude, I could go on and on about the show. Absolutely. Uh, let's let's hit a couple more that that we just kind of mentioned. Uh, Fridays, I don't really remember much about. It. I know like uh, Larry David was on that back in the day. That came, that started like ABC's answer to Saturday Night Live. Right. And it was, uh, that launched uh, Kramer from Seinfeld. Larry David was on that. A couple people were on that. But it was basically just literally a ripoff of Saturday Night Live. Right. Um Nick Kroll mentioned it, your show of shows with Sid Caesar, maybe like the very first. I mean, I, I don't know who the fuck was the first one to put like sketches, comedy sketches Hello? on TV. I mean, but maybe. that was a big I, one, you know, back in the day. Yeah. I, and you you also think like, you know, like Marsh Brothers did some stuff. And Smothers Brothers. Smothers Brothers. Um, yeah. But even just stuff like Johnny Carson, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, like, those guys. Yep, absolutely. They always have the one sketch. Huh? Would you guys consider like whose line is it anyways? That's improv. Mm-hmm. It's not sketch at all. More improv. improv. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, Cousin Bra mentioned you can't do that on television which was like a sketch comedy show for kids that was fucking terrible <laughs> watching that the other day is fucking nah, I heard that nah. <laughs> what was it like you say water and yeah and water will pour on you you say I don't know and slime you get slimed yeah. yeah it was it was very Canadian very nice <laughs> yeah and Alanis Morissette <laughs> was in there very New Hampshire yeah Alanis Morissette with her fucking sensible haircut or she had a fucking sensible lesbian haircut during that <laughs> when she was on it <laughs> Uh, is the Muppet Show and or Sesame Street are those sketch shows? Oh wow! Are they just sketch I shows guess? with puppets? I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess you got to do it. You got to throw that in there. More. Well, no, Muppet Show was a variety show. Like that was their whole bit. Well, technically, Saturday Night Live is a variety show too, because it's got music. Uh, yeah, yeah, and sometimes yeah, 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 you know, yeah, stand up yeah, yeah. and okay, touche, touche, and touche. short films. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, how about Robot Chicken? I would classify that as a sketch show. It's just done with love toys. Ro- yeah. Who poop rast? <laughs> Who poop rast? Who poop rast? Robot Chicken with all the Star Wars and the DC uh, episodes were great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. I was. I was wondering. Oh, here it is. Who poop rast? <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I was wondering if uh, you were going to throw that out there for the Star Wars stuff. The Star Wars stuff was fucking huge for Robot Chicken. Yeah. The hell's a Millennium Falcon? Yeah. <laughs> Really, really funny. Cool take. Oh, dude, one of my favorite, actually, my favorite Robot Chicken uh, sketch was the 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 day in the life of the guy that got his arm cut off at the t- at the cantina. Oh, <laughs> yeah. dude, fucking brilliant! I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. That was fucking beautiful. He was an architect. Yeah. Oh, he gets fired. <laughs> it's awesome. Just awesome. Or the guy cleaning the Death Star. Every like he's like he's just kept on cleaning everything and uh-huh. he just sees like the Emperor fall and just is like everything like uh, he's cleaning like Jabba's sail barge and shit. It was just great. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, did you guys ever see a uh, Wonder Showsen on MTV? Oh yes, that was a really mm. fucked up, weird out there. That was fucking out there, dude. Show. But funny, yeah. Holy shit, funny. 
My favorite my, Wonder Shows. One of my yeah, Wonder Shows. And one of my favorite uh, bits that they used to do was the um, the thing where they would show like old stock footage of like a uh, like a like a fucking slaughterhouse or something. Yeah. And and they would just have kids like kids doing the overdub <laughs> voiceover. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hilarious, dude! Hilarious, really, really good. Yeah, really dark, really dark. Covered most of the biggies. I think there's only one more big one that we we haven't hit yet, and uh, we're going back to Canada, eh? With uh, kids in the hall. Mm-hmm. Kids got, in the hall got the second most amount of votes on the Facebook yeah. page. The one thing about kids in hall is is that. You know, you talk about like memorable skits. There's a lot of memorable skits, but like to me, the 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 fucking movie was funnier than most than a couple of the seasons. And Brain Candy, yeah, Brain Candy was amazing. It's one of those movies where I just get like a craving for it every once in a while, or I have to watch it. Mm-hmm. It's like that, like it's like one of those movies where it's like that, like PCU and like a couple of other movies where right. I just like have to watch. <laughs> so that ran Brain from Candy about '88 to '95. Uh, you know, started off in Canada and Lauren Michaels, I think picked it up and i think brought it over here is it, or did he did he help create it i'm not sure what the whole backstory yeah Lauren michaels was yeah Lauren michaels was involved with it. i think he he gave it a shot or something or he brought it to the states or some shit yeah that's uh dave foley bruce mccullough uh kevin mcdonald oh mark mckinney not chris mckinney like i said earlier and scott thompson mm-hmm. um 111 episodes of that god damn wow it's a fucking wow. lot. Yeah, and that, a lot of that, too. I just kind of remember moments, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't remember mm-hmm. full bits. I remember, yeah. like, the bird lady and the guys who would just canoe down the streets and mm-hmm. the crush your, crush, I crush your head. Uh, yeah. pen, the, the guy that stole the pen. <laughs> My pen! And he runs after him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, there's a lot of just, like, characters. Son of Pig. What was that? Was that it or no? Which one? Son of Pig, or am I thinking of something else? Or um, shit, maybe. I'm- cancer Boy. The Cabbage Head. You lost me. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember that one. You lost me. It's like um, the cabbage head. I don't remember much about it, except he was a guy who had a like cabbage uh, for hair. Yeah. <laughs> it was just bizarre. There was, a one, there was one, too, Very at the end, it was very, like, uh, it was, like, towards the end of the of their run, Cinema Verite, where it was, like, uh, a guy working in a sausage factory, uh. and he would take care of his grandmother and bring, so, he would bring sausages home every day for, for meals. He would just keep yelling, sausages! It was, I don't know why, it was just really <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, they did have, uh, it was, like, the son of Flying Pig, and then the Flying Pig, it was, like, the Flying Pig, and then there was a sketch called Son of Flying Pig. Oh, it's like, I, oh, I, oh yeah, I kind of remember that now. All right, I know what you're talking about. Yep, just random shit. Yeah. Some of it was. But good. you're right. I do. Re- I do more remember like moments than like full skits. You know what I mean? Yeah. And were they the first ones that were with Scott Thompson? Like he's must have been out of the closet by then, right? Because they did a lot of like gay stuff. A lot of gay stuff. Yeah. A lot of gay stuff. So that was kind of groundbreaking stuff. in that way. True. I think it's the kind of thing that if you watched it now, you would like be like, oh yeah, I kind of remember this, or you just be like, I don't remember this at all, but it's still fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I know I I think that it does just get a little more acclaim than it it might deserve. I mean I I'm just talking out my ass, but I feel like it's just one of those things that it's, people <laughs> would think it's cool to say that that was the best. Again, it 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 was on for quite a bit of time, so it kind of it kind of wins a lot of votes strictly on uh, longevity. I would think. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, and it, is, it was always you know culty. Too. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. here, here's a fun fact. Go ahead. Fun fact. Uh, the name of the group came from Sid Caesar from your show of shows who would do a joke like in a monologue or whatever, and if it if mm-hmm. it bombed, he would say, "Yeah, that one." The kids in the hall wrote that one. Talking about like the writers who would be like <laughs> out, oh. out in the back. You know, if it bombed, it would have been better if. 
<laughs> What's up? Say <laughs> that's Bergen to Bergen. <laughs> I also have a new one if a, if a joke bombs, by the way. Well, don't don't just play it now. Just wait till we bomb a joke. Okay, I'll, I'll throw it Come in on, there. man. Element of surprise. Jesus. My fault. My fault. The, pe- the people I, on Facebook have voted. They say Monty Python a, with Kids in the Hall, number two. Of, Go ahead. You have, have some more? I have a couple other that I throw in just as honorable mentions. Whitest um, sure. Kids You Know. Yeah, I saw that. That was pretty good. I had some good moments. Uh, there was some pretty laugh-out-loud moments in that one I, I really enjoyed. Um, I, I don't know if you would... Would, Hello, would you count... Um, would you count, like, the Chris Rock show on HBO? I've never seen it. That's fucking funny. Yeah. Um, what about Upright, Upright <laughs> Citizens Brigade? We totally passed over that. Upright, we totally passed up Upright Citizens Brigade. That's right. Human Giant, we, we passed up. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Z Zanzari, Paul Shear, and Rob Hubel. Yep. Upright Citizens Brigade is uh, Matt Besser, Amy Poehler, Matt Walsh, and that other guy. Who's the guy missing? <laughs> uh, Little Britain, USA. That's another British... Um, comedy show that it was a uh, sketch comedy show that actually was on hbo for a little bit i think for a season ian roberts is the other upright citizen pretty good guy whatever happened to him. and i don't know if you would I, don't, I guess you would categorize these as as uh as, as sketch shows because they're just kind of like ongoing sketches um the chris lilly stuff from australia that was also on hbo a lot uh, summer heights high we can be heroes and angry boys those three those three series that were on hbo um those are fu- chris lilly's fucking very underrated and very awesome. Right. Um, def- definitely has like a Christopher Guest type feel to it, but with like him playing most of the characters. Yeah. It's really funny. By the way, Upright Citizens Brigade also launched our, our guest today, Nick Kroll. That's right. Nice. Out of the UCB. I think my buddy JT was like uh, an extra on their TV show as well. Upright Citizens Brigade? Yeah. Cool. He, milks that, he milks that credit quite often. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the ones that keep kind of popping up, the, the funnier die stuff on the web. Like, I don't know. We even go into the web because I think no. everything is a fucking sketch show. Yeah. On the web. No. We're talking TV, people. So new age. Yeah. I think that's about it. I think that's that's most of them. It's where it gets tough. Yeah. This is where it gets tough because I'm, I'm kind of... Well, my pick's a state. I'm, stank, I'm sticking with it because I fucking love it. It's, it's the greatest. I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning as Python for mine. Okay, but my second Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I think my second is going to be Saturday Night Live. It's just an institution, man. Like, and as much it it has been bad a lot, and I think it's just why don't they cut it down to sixty minutes? Why do they do that to themselves? I don't. That I don't understand. Like, you don't have to do ninety minutes. The last half hour always sucks anyway, and then people just complain that the show sucks. Like, why not just do sixty minutes? It's insane what they're trying to do anyway. Right. Like, who's saying you have to do 90 minutes? Just fucking dial it back. Make life easier for yourselves. The show will be better. Your lives will be easier. Uh-huh. Maybe go home, see your kids once in a while. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just take a load off. It's been fucking 35 years. <laughs> I don't know. That's just my feeling. But I, I think I got to go SNL because it's just a juggernaut. And, I don't, you know, I would love to know what... I'm the juggernaut. <laughs> oh, wait, hold up. Here you go. Steerite. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know how, if Saturday Night Live has infiltrated other countries. Is that a worldwide thing? Uh, 27 countries. I don't know. Like, has that influenced any anywhere else outside of America? 
I mean, I wonder you Canada. Yeah, I wonder if if they do the thing where they do with sitcoms where they play it, they play it the way that it's played, but they do in in like their country subtitles. Like, you know what I mean? Like they they overdub it with their country's language. Right. Goolay. Yeah, that'd be weird. <laughs> Goolay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think I got it. We got to go with SNL. I mean, there's just yeah, been so many, got, so many people and so many characters. You know, fucking Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, uh, Will Ferrell, Chris Farley, Phil Hartman, Mike Myers. Like, oh shit, Phil Hartman. Yeah, yeah the Phil Hartman people have just been on that show. And if you add up, I don't know, say they do thirty episodes a year times thirty-five years, how many fucking episodes is that? It's like mm, seven hundred and fifty or something. And you figure at least one or two really awesome sketches in there. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fucking amazing output. Yeah, I just... Uh, I mean, if you I, go of all I time... I fucking love Saturday Night Live. Say 30 times 35. I don't know. Seven. What, what are you trying to prove here, Art? <laughs> hey, math major. <laughs> it's over a thousand episodes, though. You want to know how many episodes? I'll look it up. But what are you uh, saying, Mike? Go ahead. I love Saturday Night Live. I, you know, it's just... There right. was such a fucking, for me there was such a, there was such a fucking lull there for a little while, and and I don't know, yeah, it's yeah. seven hundred and thirty-five episodes, Art. See, my math was right. Take that, Art. You said thirty. You said thirty times thirty-five. Yeah, equals seven hundred and thirty-five. Take that, Art. How do you like apples? Yeah. Boom, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your new uh, awesome uh, sound That's from South Park. Oh. <laughs> Just to, if you go of all time. I mean, there's nothing that's been on longer as far as that goes, and at least in America. I'm still getting 1,050 for that, man. What's that? Yeah. I'm still getting over 1,000 episodes instead of the 750 you're Hard. getting. It says it right here on Wikipedia. That means it's fact. Wikipedia never lies. Yeah, but lied. you said 30 times 35. Hard. I was just going by your math. Straight facts. Just fucking relax, Fibonacci, right? Straight. All right. <laughs> Straight facts, homie. <laughs> but I don't know. I think, I mean, just, just if you just took all the the best of DVDs for, like, the, the huge famous people who came out of it mm. and just watch those back to back, you'd have, like, 24 hours of fucking nonstop, amazing, hilarious comedy. Beautiful. 48. Beautiful. Again, with the math art. I'm gonna fucking oh, my God. <laughs> Right. Fucking stab you with a compass, <laughs> Mr. Wit. I'm gonna Dudley do right. Protractor, Mounty fuck. Protractor. <laughs> I'll give it to Sarah. I finally you lost. Yeah, that was even lost. the first thing that Nick Kroll said. So that's three votes. True. Three to one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right. Go. I'll. I'll. I'll oh, lean with my guests. And and Nick the Kroll. movies too. I mean, Python, great movies. Blues Brothers. You had Wayne's World. You got Night at the Roxbury. Come on now. Whoa. Coneheads. Coneheads. We get a miss. <laughs> Coneheads. Oh, yeah. Coneheads was good. I like Coneheads. So, uh, I guess that's what we're calling it. Yes? Yes. Greatest sure. greatest sketch television show of all time, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have to hand it to Saturday Night Live. Mm. So, this is the part of the podcast. Oh, did we mention the Carol Burnett show or no? no. We totally yeah. glossed over that. Okay. Damn it. I think someone mentioned it on Facebook. Some old person. Yeah. Some old person. <laughs> last name. Last name Some was Gogel. I don't dude. know who it was. Probably. Right. It was was Jay. No. I think it was a woman. Oh. Okay. We should probably unfriend her. Gertrude. 
Gertrude Gogel. <laughs> so, guys, uh, this is the part of the show where we uh, we stand and wave while saxophone music plays, and mm-hmm. then we all hug each other. Mike, you got the saxophone yeah, music. All right. Well, if you want saxophone music, I guess we're gonna have to do it then. <laughs> That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank our musical guest, Nick Kroll. Check out his show, Comedy Central Wednesday nights, 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern. What's Kroll show. <laughs> Please give it up for Art and Mike. Hugs. Go home! Go home! <laughs> See ya. See ya. How about this one? (laughs) I love shitty saxophones. (laughs) For more good stuff, go to mastersofnone.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Masters of None.